Always a pleasure to speak to you and I can imagine that as you and many other participants are in the city of Davos, this is certainly not your first rodeo. You've interacted with your international peers uh, very often, but I'm keen to understand in a post-pandemic world, understanding the economic factors that are uh, affecting South Africa and the globe, what makes this year's meeting different and is there a difference in the air? I think there is a difference, Siswam, because this one is probably 10% larger than the same period last year. But the lesson for all of us, especially the people that come from the continent, is how even though this is my 21st worth in Davos, it never stops to amaze me the miracle that this small town has become a powerhouse for economic transformation and how the dream of just one man, not an army of people, Professor Klaus Schwab, Mm -hmm. a German-born engineer and economist, who simply wanted participants to be able to escape from the everyday hustle and bustle of life, has succeeded in placing Davos firmly as the center of the world. This small town in the canton of Graubünden in Switzerland is now renowned far beyond its geographical size. Mm. So hosting the West here in Davos brings with it a complex interplay of economic and environmental impacts that significantly affect the local community. The global exposure Davos receives from hosting such a truly prestigious event enhances its profile as a destination, potentially attracting more tourists and investors year-round. Economically, though, the event has this flywheel phenomenon as the influx of visitors mm-hmm. boosts revenue for tourism and hospitality. Here I'm talking about simple things like hotels, restaurants, but all downstream businesses, security, chauffeur services, cleanups, the farmers that need to produce the food that we eat, clothing for the things that we are given, souvenirs that we buy. Honestly, the possibilities are truly endless and mind-blowing, Siswan. 100%. I'm glad you mentioned that because it does give us a beautiful description of understanding what it's like. And I, I used to refer to those mountains as uh, Cocoa Peaks uh, dusted with uh, what looks like, uh, I guess, um, icing sugar, if you can call it that, and the low, low temperatures. But what I'm keen to understand as well is if South Africa uh, is sharing a good story, we're well aware that we are uh, having been challenged by critical questions around the elections, around load shedding, and of course, our freight, rail and ports. Uh, But what is the messaging that South Africa has shared with the international community? Simply that we are open for business even in the wake of the things that we are faced with, that you have articulated so well, Siswami. But you see, there's also the issue of elections this year that gives us mm-hmm. an opportunity to vote for a political party or individual for the first time that is committed to no more than five things. Transformation number one. We mustn't shy away from calling it what it is. Mm. Ethical leadership, number two. Good governance, number three. Service delivery, because that's what you are paid to do as a politician. 
and then lastly, law and order, safety and security. The whole issue that we are now ready because we need to demonstrate beyond any shadow of doubt in deeds, not just in words, that we are now better prepared to put our shoulders to the wheel and together we can create a sustainable country in the short term while building a much more resilient South Africa in the long term. Mm. South Africa globally must be competitive, can better leverage its natural resources um, and expand both rural and urban economies and markets through public-private partnerships. But also I think we need to demonstrate to ourselves that we are both willing and able to focus on both productivity and growth, that we want to invest in our own timber and talent, that we want to grow more and larger black business and uh, women-owned companies Mm -hmm. and create more African champions and industrialists. We must, of course, fully embrace digital across all areas of the economy. We need to lead in implementing the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement and step up our own regional tourism collaboration, flows in investment, and also aggressively drive green business opportunities with pay, scale, size, scope, and agency. Because, you know, since Google Twitter end, and the Stone Age did not end because men ran out of stone. Mm-hmm. It ended because men found a much more effective and efficient way of doing things. Shiswa. 100%. I'm so glad that you touch on the fact that the conversations are taking place between South African business and government leaders and their global peers. The commitment is there. But I'm intrigued to ask about the capital that the Mohal. Nothing happens without some form of investment. And is there a commitment, at least, from some of our international peers that that capital will be allocated and also for domestic businesses to stay invested in South Africa? So capital goes to where it feels needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. And one simple thing, it wants financial, economic, and institutional strength. But most importantly, our ability and susceptibility to major risk events. And here I'm talking about, I am in the midst of the top 1% of the leadership in the world. 2,800 leaders, 60 heads of state, 40 foreign ministers, more than 350 government, central bank governors, and public servants. This is alongside 1,600 business leaders, academics, civil society, youth, and foundations from 120 countries who are convening for the 54th annual World Economic Forum meeting at this scenic, alpine village of Davos, Cloister. This meeting for me takes place against the most complicated mm. geopolitical and geoeconomic backdrop mm-hmm. of the last few decades. So we're not the only one um, in South Africa that is confronted by this. So a quarter of the 8 billion global population is going to elections just this year. So understandably, there's a lot hanging on the web need to have an open and constructive conversations as well.
Hundred percent, and I'm glad that you raised that valid point. That there's a lot happening within the global context of things, and we do need to localize it in South Africa. I'm taking my chances with this one, Dr. Mohale, because I know you're a businessman. You focus on academia, and you understand the intersection that these themes have with politics. I understand if you're not able to give us your political opinion, but I'm keen to understand as a business leader, uh, given that this has been dubbed perhaps one of the most unpredictable elections that we've had in South Africa. what are you hoping the outcomes will mean for the sustainability of economic policies that will create a business and investor-friendly environment? You know, Siswam, you have hit the nail on the head, as you always do. Number one, as business, we mustn't shy away from entering the political arena because politics determines economics. Here I'm not talking about party political support, mm-hmm. whether you support um, the national party or not. I'm talking about the realization that we must agitate and orchestrate for the new type of leadership that must help us to solve some of our intractable problems. Mm-hmm. We must improve the legitimacy of business. We must make substantial progress on the stated mission of institutions like WEF that we want to improve the state of the world. Mm -hmm. We must drive public-private cooperation at the highest level. We must accelerate the transformation of enterprises towards more sustainable and responsible business models, scaling best practices in corporate sustainability because, you know, Siswan, this notion of doing good is good for everyone. It's absolutely relevant here. Definitely. Well, we certainly look forward to your return safely to South Africa and the conversations that will follow through and the commitments um, that business leaders like yourself and many others uh, will be able to fulfill uh, as a consequence of uh, the World Economic Forum. Thank you so much, as always, for your time. Dr. Mohale, truly appreciate it. If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.